This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. I even said the right name this time, Chris. Uh, sometimes I get mixed up. Okay. It's episode number 95. I am your host, Craig Hanks. Over there, he is Chris. I feel like I should screw something up so we do a second take. It seems like we always need to do a second take of the intro. <laughs> Luckily, it's just the intro. Like, I'll, I'll do I'll do a second take of the first five seconds. Yeah. Because, you know, I run like three or four different podcasts, and so I'll say one of the other ones. Oops. Yeah, well. But uh, this is your favorite one, right? It, well, I, how could it not be? <laughs> you, you're lying on the air. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? I would never do such a thing. All right. So today, episode number 95. We're talking about taxes. Taxes, Chris. Yeah. This is almost, I, I I don't want to get carried away here, okay? This is almost as exciting as, um, you know, creating a spreadsheet for savings plans or, you know, what I, I don't know what else, but spreadsheets abound, taxes, this is, I, I just, I can barely contain myself. I would, I would rather plan a spreadsheet all day long than uh, talk about taxes, but it's a, it's a necessary evil. <laughs> you know what they say about life? There's only two guarantees. Death and taxes. Death and taxes. Yeah, yeah. well. Uh, I'm not going to talk about death. I, I was going to say, please don't kill me. All <laughs> right. So before we get started, of course, I want to encourage everybody to go to hollandassetsllc.com where you can check out full show notes. Uh, you can get links and uh, documents and all that stuff, especially the financials episodes. But even episodes like this one will probably have links for you to go check out. So please go there. Find us on Facebook. Leave reviews subscribe on YouTube. You can check us out on YouTube and check out Chris's delightfully uh, branded shirt, the Holland Assets t-shirt, which you can buy. Yeah. Go to motorcarrierhq.com, their store on that site. And that's where you can buy the shirts. Yes. Um, yeah. We'd, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a, it's a little way to, to kind of help pay for the production costs of the podcast. There you go. Although we're in a pretty deep hole at this point. How, oh, well, I don't like to hear that. Well, it, it's all right. It is what it is. <laughs> all right. So 90, to episode 95, The Tax Man Cometh, Chris. It is, uh, as we're recording, February 1st. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm sorry. This is live. You're listening to us live. It's February <laughs> 2nd, 2022. Um, and so taxes are going to be coming due within the next month or two for the vast majority of people in the country. Uh, so that's the impetus for wanting to talk about this. Uh, Chris, do you have anything you want to go over before we get into taxes? Yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, mistakes. Not really necessarily mistakes, but you know what makes me more upset than a mistake? Um, uh, ooh, uh, fly in your soup. Um no, I guess it depends on the mistake. But okay. Right. Actually, let me caveat that because mistakes in and of themselves don't really upset me. And in fact, most of the time, if like somebody that that's working for me makes a mistake, they're probably not even going to, I mean, they're not going to be upset at all. Or even if I am upset, they're not going to know that I'm upset. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's just kind of one of those things. I, I expect mistakes to happen. They happen. Um, no big deal, as long as they aren't like super egregious mistakes that are made become a because of negligence or, you know, or mistakes that all happen the all the time, and they, yeah. and people just, you know, just continue to make them. Um, and and usually when they continue to make them, it's because they don't learn from them. And that's why like mistakes in and of them of themselves are are a good thing. 
because um, you make them, you learn from them, you get better. And typically, like I, I liken this, like I like to ski in the wintertime. It's the ski season. You know, I'm skiing with my kids, you know, in the last, you know, we've been skiing a little bit in the last month. And one of them had a fall a little while ago, you know, a, a little bit of a bad, you know, bad fall, no, mm-hmm. no, no serious damage, just a little bit of pain and pain's good. Um, <laughs> that's how you know we were, you're alive, Chris. That's how you know you're alive. I was talking to him, like if, if you're not skiing hard and trying to get better, um, you're not going to fall. But if you're trying to, you know, push the limits a little bit, you're going to fall and you're going to, it just happens. And that's kind of the same thing I think in, mis- in, in business, if you're not taking some risks, if you're not doing things, you're not going to make mistakes, but you're also not going to get better. So that, that making those mistakes is part of pushing the limits a little bit and mm-hmm. trying to get better. So I, and I, I expect mistakes to happen. I'm fine with mistakes happening. It's, it's when one thing happens with a mistake that I really start to get mad. What, what thing is that? There's, what, there's like a single actual. There's one, yeah, there's one thing with mistakes that really kind of, okay. that, that it gets me upset. And that's when somebody doesn't take ownership of their mistake. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, like they, they blame it on something else or someone else or some kind of circumstance or something like that. And, um, you know, we, we, in, in all of my businesses, we've had employees that do this and in trucking, I've had, you know, employees that do this. And like, I, 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 most of our employees in in any business, they make a mistake, they, they take ownership of it and, and I'm fine with that, but it's the ones that continually don't own up to the mistake that really make me upset. Do you know why that is? Uh, well, it's hard to get them to learn from it and to get better, right? That's exactly the point. Okay. If if they don't, if you don't take ownership of your mistakes, and if you're always blaming it on circumstances or something else, then you're never going to learn from it because you don't think it's your fault. You don't think you contributed to that mistake, so you're, you know, you don't think there's a reason to. Why? Learn from yeah. It. Why would I change? Yeah. Okay. So, so why do you, why do you bring this up uh, on this episode in particular? Is there a reason you're talking about? Kind, it? kind of two reasons, because I think in a, in an organization. So if you're uh, if you're aspiring to have a fleet to own multiple trucks and have people drive for you, or, or even just an owner operator that has a driver, hmm. and you're not the the one driving the truck all the time, you, you have to have a, um, a kind of a, an environment in your organization where you are tolerant of risks. You allow them to happen and you don't get upset when they do happen so that, um, they're, you know, people can make those mistakes and learn from them. Uh, I see this in the military all the time. The military is notorious for, you know, a, a zero defect policy. And that's just not realistic. You can't have that. You, you have to realize people are going to make mistakes. And as long as they learn from them, okay. Like, um, you know, there was one time, one of our drivers a, a long time ago, kind of, it's, it's been a little while, um, just barely skimmed the side of a dumpster backing into a super tight, mm. um, loading dock. There was a, a dumpster that was in a spot it shouldn't have been in, um, hit it with, as he was kind of angling out, hit it with one of the drive tires, punctured the drive tire. That driver has been a great driver, small mistake. I'm not going to get upset about that. Yeah. He's learned from it. He owned up to it. No big deal. But I, I've had another situation where a driver hit something didn't own up to it that makes me mad yeah just oh i don't, I don't know what happened there yeah. a, what, what, what do you mean oh there's a dent oh my gosh i don't know so one just don't have that zero defect mentality things are going to happen you have to be patient and as an owner of the biz of a business you can't get overly upset about things like that that happen 
because that's just kind of part of business. Right. You know, don't don't entreat your don't fall into the trap of treating a a good employee poorly because of a mistake that they made. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Although I think there is one place where you want to, if at all possible, make no mistakes. And that's your taxes, Chris. <laughs> that's your taxes. What a segue. <laughs> Do you wow. like that? Oh my gosh. I hey, didn't fall off my chair. Is it an 8.5? 9? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. So, Chris, <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to say on that? Or should um, we move to taxes? I say let, let's uh, let's move to taxes. Okay. All right. So, so this is our main topic for the day. Like I said, we're into February now. People are going to start doing their taxes. If you're an employee, you should have received your W-2 or 1099 if you're a contractor. Um, if you're an employer, you should have sent everything out by now. So it's time to start actually getting into things. So Chris, how do you want to start the process of talking about taxes? Well, let's talk a little bit about kind of why we're talking about this at this time. Um, one, the, the most important thing you can do with taxes so that they aren't too big of a burden is to make sure you're well organized during the year and that you're on top of your bookkeeping and your, your accounting and all that stuff. If, if you stay on top of that stuff, the the actual process of filing taxes should not be too difficult. Yeah, but Chris, that sounds boring and hard. It, it is boring. It shouldn't be hard. If, it, <laughs> okay. if it's hard, it's because you've made it that way, because you haven't stayed on top. You haven't stayed organized, and that's kind of your own problem. Right. Okay. So, uh, so stay on top of it. Take care of your stuff throughout the year. And we've talked about this many times in the past, right? Uh, making sure that you maintain your records. Um, I don't know if we've ever, have we ever de- dedicated an entire episode to record keeping, bookkeeping, that sort of thing? That's, a, that's probably a good topic we should talk yeah. about. I know um, we've, we've we skimmed have, over we've that talked topic. To, yeah, we've talk, definitely talked about it here and there, but we haven't had an episode that's really dedicated to that. But that's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. So uh, maybe... Do we want to get into, uh, okay, so when are taxes due? Because it's different for different um, uh, business entities, right? It is. And and we'll kind of go over, we'll kind of go over that. Let, let me talk you a, little back bit. Up a little bit. Yeah, let's talk a, a little bit about some of the things that we're going to cover today. Okay. Um, I, I want to talk about when taxes are due because it is different depending on a certain, a, a handful of things. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what kind of stuff you need to pr- um, provide to your accountant. Um, a few other things that you kind of need to keep in mind with your taxes. And then finally, we're going to talk a little bit about quarterly tax estimates, which is um, if, if you ever haven't ever had to deal with that, it's something that can have a tendency to get people into a little bit of trouble. Mm. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Ho- hopefully, you know, taxes, as you've alluded to, not the most um, entertaining topic this that we're ever going to talk about. This is not the sexy part of it's business ownership. It's not the sexy part, but it's it's one of the things that's really critical. And, and hopefully this is one of those episodes that's going to give you some really good, actionable things that uh, will help you in your business. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so we know what we're going to be covering in this episode. Let's start then with when you've got to do your taxes, Chris. So uh, April 15th, that's tax day. End of story, right? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For your personal taxes, yes, that's when they're due. Um, and, and taxes, I mean, this is a very complicated subject. We're gonna, we're gonna, what we're gonna talk about today is probably what, for the most part, is applicable to ninety percent of the people out there. Mm-hmm. So you definitely want to talk to an accountant, your CPA, or whoever about your particular situation. This is just to kind of help educate you, so that when you do meet with your CPA, you're a little bit more prepared and uh, and things go smoother. And those guys that typically charge you by the hour. So the less time, 
less of their time you can take up by coming prepared, <laughs> right. the better off you're going to be. You know, that's that's not a bad, uh, you, you kind of edged toward a disclaimer that wouldn't be a bad idea. We did this on the, I think we had some lawyers on. We're like, by the way, Chris and I, not lawyers, also <laughs> not accountants. Yes. Uh, not. So yeah, uh, yeah, take everything with a non-accountant grain of salt and Correct. go see your accountant. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I've taken a lot of accounting classes and over the years I've learned a lot about accounting, but I'm not a, I'm not a CPA. I'm not an accountant, but uh, this is, this will help out. So anyway, so yes, for most people, your individual taxes are due April 15th. Most businesses operate on the calendar year. So from January to December, right. But there are certain businesses, you know, mostly with C corporations where you can say, Hey, I want my year to go from, June or July 1st to the end of June, um, the military and the government goes from September or no, October 1st through September 30th of every year. That's right. kind of its year. Um, so when you say taxes are due in on April 15th, it's technically the fourth month after the end of the year, the 15th day of the fourth month after the end of the year. So that would be April 15th for individuals and for everybody that files as like, a C Corp. Well, no, as a calendar year. C-Corps oh, oh, can be all over the place. I see what you're saying. Okay. So for this is for the most part, if you're a sole proprietor, your taxes are going to be due on April 15th. Mm-hmm. For your you individually, they're going to be due April 15th. Most other businesses, S-Corporations, partnerships, um, they're going to be on the third month after the end of the year, so March 15th. Right, and and so what you're saying is some businesses and some some entities operate on a different calendar yeah. schedule, and so whatever the third month is, is when yeah. those taxes are due for those yeah. entities. But again, for 90% of the people out there going off the calendar year, if if you're a sole proprietor, April 15th. April 15th. If you're an S-Corp, which is what a lot of small businesses are, or a partnership, um, you're going to be March 15th. Okay. So now so Hall and Assets taxes are due March 15th. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Well, that's good for you to know. Um, so let's talk about now that we know when we're going to need to file taxes, let's talk about how to do that. Now, actually, before we get oh, there, I, one reminder this is um, if, if you have employees or you pay vendors, which most people do, mm-hmm. you're supposed to mail out. W-2s to your employees for their employee wage, or if you've got vendors or your contractors, somebody that you pay a bill to, and there's different rules of when you have to send them out, but 1099s have to go out too, and all those have to be postmarked by the 31st of January. Right. So if you haven't done that yet this year, you're already late. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So that's good to know. So when I say how to do it, what I mean is uh, if you have a CPA and you know, if you're a business owner, it's, it's probably a good idea to have a good, reliable CPA in your pocket. Um, what do you need to bring to that person? What are they going to expect for you to kind of slap down on their desk? What documents are they looking for? Obviously we, we talked about the you know, the W-2s, the 1099s, that sort of thing. But what else are they going to be looking so, for? So the big thing is, is they're going to want to see um, basically all your income, in, income coming in and your expenses going out. So the easiest way to do that is if, if you're on top of your bookkeeping and use QuickBooks or some other accounting mm-hmm. software and you're entering in all your transactions, you reconcile that with your, your bank account so that you, you know everything's pretty accurate. Usually it's just a, a copy of your profit and loss statement. 
Hmm. And in QuickBooks and a lot of other um, accounting software, you can actually give your accountant access to your books. So they can actually go into QuickBooks and look at what you've entered in there and they can kind of generate the return, the reports and everything off of that. It makes things um, super simple for everybody. So you're, you want to show them income and expenses. The easiest way to do that is with the profit and loss statement. The, the hard way that some people do is they just show them kind of their, um, in their deposits or their checks that they get. Mm -hmm. And then they, they have a box of, of those and then they have a box of receipts. And they give that to the accountant. <laughs> Which, okay, so now I'm putting myself in the shoes of an accountant, and I can imagine you get that box of receipts <laughs> and checks or whatever. And on the one hand, you're really annoyed. Ugh, you know, oh man, I got to put all this in. On the other hand, you're a CPA who's charging, oh gosh, hundreds of bucks an hour. Yeah. And so you're kind of licking your chops a little bit at this uh, billable this hours, baby. Foolish person who uh, brought you a box of receipts to sift through. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. the billable hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're seeing dollar signs. Ching, 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 ching. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so um, so do bring them a clean P and L. Yep. Don't bring them a box of receipts. What do you do, Chris? If uh, okay, so we're coming up on tax season, and somebody uh, thinks, well, you know what? I actually haven't been very good about keeping my books this year. Um, what do, what do I do? Do I still go to the CPA, or do I spend a bunch of time trying to clean up my books before I go? What should that person do? I, I, I've had that happen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this from experience. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've, nice. I've had the years, um, I've learned from my mistakes and I hope you avoid the mistakes that I've made. And this is one of those situations where I hope you're avoiding that mistake is, is don't wait till the last minute. And if you do, you just kind of have to buckle down and do it. Like I've, I've had times in the past where I've like, a, one week of my life has been consumed by getting ready to do taxes mm. because I didn't stay on top of it. Right. So, so you then need to go and get ready for taxes, meaning you're going to go sift through your documents. You're yeah. not going to take that I'm, box of receipts. Yeah. I'm typically not the kind of person that wants to have an accountant do something that they're going to bill me a couple hundred bucks an hour if I'm able to do it myself at, you know, or hire, have a bookkeeper that can do it at 15 bucks an hour. Right. You know, right. It's, it, it's, it's kind of that simple. Okay. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you, you want to bring them the clean P and L. What mm -hmm. about other documents that you've been keeping throughout the year? Uh, the profit, or we talked about the profit and loss. What about the, you know, the balance sheet and, yep. and other documents that you've yeah. got? So you're going to want to give them your balance sheet. Um, you, you also want to give them any documentations for assets that you've purchased or sold. So if you've bought a truck and a trailer, you're going to want to give them the, like the bill of sale so that they know how much you paid for it. Um, or if you sold it, same thing, they need to know all that so that they can, can, can do your books. Um, real estate too, if you've bought or sold real estate, they're going to need to know that. Um, and then just also like things that are significant changes in the business. Like if you've changed the business address or if you've, if there's a change in ownership, like you've brought mm -hmm. on a partner or you've got rid of a partner, all that stuff's, um, very important for your taxes. So you need to make sure the, uh, the accountant knows that kind of thing. Okay. All right. Um, anything else that we need to bring to the accountant or does that kind of cover it? Um, a, a couple things. If you, like if you say you've been in business for a year and, or a couple of years and you're switching CPAs, you're going to want to provide them your past years, like at least your tax returns. You're, you're going to need to give them like a depreciation schedule for your assets 
Um, they're going to need to know what tax structure you're under. Are you an S corporation? Are you partnership, mm. partnership, sole proprietor? You know, all those kind of things. So are, if you're switching to a different CPA or a different firm, um, is everything going to be pretty standard across the board, whichever firm you go to? Or like I imagine they're all going to be asking for the same documents, right? There's not going to be a ton of variation. There's a there's not a ton of variation. There will be a little bit of variation, but t- typically, but not a ton. And this list that I'm kind of giving you is definitely not all inclusive. So you're going to want to ask your CPA. You, you may want to come and say, no, here, here are the documents I know you need. What else do you need? Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, there's our disclaimer. We yeah. are not accountants. So talk to your accountant. And I'm not your accountant. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, wait, my account? You're not my accountant? Yeah. Um, okay. So um, anything else uh, that we need to keep in mind as far as documents or dates before we move on? Nope. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. All right. All right. Sounds good. So, all right, Chris, let me ask you another uh, about another scenario. Uh, right now, it's the beginning of February, but what if we're getting closer to April 15th? Oh gosh, things are, it, it's getting down to the wire. I am not ready to file. Um, and I need to file an extension. I personally, I've never filed an extension. Thank goodness. I've never had to, uh, but I know this is a thing. Is it difficult? Is it, uh, is it painful? Are you going to pay a fine? What, what's the deal with extensions? Give me the lowdown. Um, personally, I have filed lots of extensions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I want this noted uh, for the, on the record me, for uh, all time. <laughs> episode 95, Craig is more responsible with his taxes than Chris. Uh, let it be known. Let it be known. Yeah, I've, I've had to file extensions quite a bit. And no, it's, it's really easy to do. The thing that you have to keep in mind here is there's a difference between filing extension to file your taxes versus paying your taxes. Mm. Just because you've filed an extension to file doesn't mean you don't have to pay them. Can you file an extension to pay? No, no. You still have to pay. So you you have to estimate what you think you're going to owe and hope you're right. And if you're, if you're, if you overestimate and you overpay, you'll get a refund. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but um, that's the hard part is you file the extension to to file your return and that's not a big deal you get you it's really easy to file that first month six month extension that's really not hard to do at all and it's it's no big deal it's not really much of a ding you know some people might argue that it might increase your chance of an audit a little bit but i i don't most people say that if it does it's negligible right but uh you, you still have to pay Okay. All right. So, Chris, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, uh, quarterly tax estimates. This is something that I've heard about a lot, you know, uh, through the years as I have been an employee places and I haven't had to worry about it. I'm not a business owner, but I keep hearing about quarterly taxes. Um, you're, you're talking about quarterly tax estimates. So this isn't something where you are paying taxes every quarter. You're just estimating. Tell, tell me a little bit more about this and how does it work? You are paying taxes. Okay. And so this is this is one of those things that is really misunderstood, especially for new business owners, because it's you're, you're jumping from a, a, a war into a different world that you're not familiar with. So when when you and I let's take, for example, like, you know, I earn a little bit of income for my time in the National Guard, a W-2. I'm, a, I'm an employee, the Utah Army National Guard. So I get paid just like any employee anywhere else. And um, that income that I get as an employee is subject to what's called um, income tax withholding. And basically what that is, is if you remember, every time you start a new job, you have to fill out a W-4. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and that shows basically how many deduct- deductions you want to claim. 
And they use that to determine how much money to withhold from your income to pay your taxes. Right. And so that money gets deducted every month. And if everything's perfect, you withhold exactly the amount that you owe. And when you file your taxes, you don't owe the government any more money and the government doesn't, and you didn't overpay. Right. But usually what happens with a lot of people in those withholding situations is they overpay their taxes. And so then what happens? Yeah, you get that refund. You get that the sweet, refund. Sweet yeah. refund. That's that's what that's what a refund is, is you've overpaid your right. taxes. Right. And um so basically you've given the government a loan, a free loan for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Enjoy that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um okay, good. So let's see. So how does it work for a business owner then with the quarterly tax? Yeah, stuff? so so where your your income that you earn as an employee is subject to withholdings. Income that you earn in other categories that's not subject to withholdings, you need to do quarterly tax estimates in most situations. So I'm going to provide uh, some IRS links in the show notes that will show kind of some of these quarterly schedules and a few other things in determining taxes that, that will be useful. So go check those out. But uh, this is oversimplifying it. So in most situations, if you earn some of these incomes, you will have to file quarterly um tax estimates. But if you don't, uh, there, there's some exemptions to it. So it's not a hundred percent guarantee you're going to have to pay it, but good chance you will. So here, here I've got them written down. Um, if you earn interest income, if you earn income from dividends, if you buy or sell stocks and have gains or even other assets, um, you may be subject to, to pay quarterly tax estimates alimony that's taxable. And here's the big one that is going to apply to most people in, in the, the audience that we're talking to is earnings from business. So when you go and file that income tax return or that tax return for your business, your business is going to show if you made a profit or loss, the taxes are going to show that. And if it made a profit, that profit for, mo for most businesses, today we're talking mostly about S corporations and partnerships. C corps are different. They pay their own taxes, mm -hmm. but for what most of our audience does, small businesses, usually an S corporation or a partnership. So they're, they're what's called disregarded entities. That means that the taxes, well, not disregarded entities, they're um, flow through entities. And so what that means is the income from that business just basically flows right onto your personal tax return. Okay, so are you saying that if my business earns a profit, then that profit is taxable as though it were income? Yes, but it's not taxable by the business. The business doesn't pay the tax. So if if you, let's say you and I own a business together hmm. and we're 50-50 partners and that business earns $100,000 in profit throughout the year. Okay. When we file our taxes, it's going to show that the business made $100,000. And then the business and the and part of the taxes is going to issue what's called a K-1. It's a It's a tax form. That's going to show, okay, Craig, you owe, you, you get 50, you're a 50% owner. So 50% of that income or $50,000 is going to go onto your personal taxes. So that K1, you have to give that to your personal accountant mm. and that will show that the $50,000 in income is your income and you're going to have to pay taxes on it. Same thing with me because I'm a 50% owner. That other $50,000 goes onto my personal um, income, just kind of like you would when you file your tax return and you do W-2s for your employment income. The K-1s are basically like the income from that you receive from the business. 
So the the lesson, the major lesson that I'm learning here, I think, is that there's a reason CPAs get paid 200 bucks an hour <laughs> to figure all this crap out. Yeah, right. There this, is a reason. I like my eyes are glazing. I'm trying so hard, Chris, <laughs> and I'm just I'm losing my mind here trying to keep track. Yeah, it, it, the K1s and the W2s, the yeah. 1099s and the W9s and blah, blah, blah. There's it's a lot just, of forms. It's so much. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. And so this is one of those episodes where it probably wouldn't hurt to to listen to it a couple times, read through the show notes a little bit. Plus, then you get, yourself with the terminology. Then you get all of our wonderful jokes yeah. twice. There hey, you go. how about that? Have we that? said any jokes today? I, not I don't, really. I don't this, feel like it. This, <laughs> this, is, not this our, is dry. This is not our most entertaining episode no. so far. But that's, you know what? They can't all be our most entertaining episode. So, <laughs> Chris, sorry, I want to go back to the quarterly taxes, the quarterly tax estimates. Um, is that, what, what are due dates on that? If April 15th is our normal due date for taxes, is it every three months uh, um, after that? that shoot, we're talking you know about what? It? I didn't write this in my notes and it's really dumb because it doesn't make sense. Okay. Because <laughs> it doesn't go by like your traditional three month quarters. Um, I, it's it's in the show notes. I've got a link to it in the show notes that shows what the dates are. But I, I know one of them is January 15th. I think one's like May 15th ones because that June, makes sense yeah or not may i think it's april 15th june 15th and then i can't remember but it, it it's weird because there's <laughs> go to go to there's a, a two-month quarter full show notes yeah there's a two-month quarter and a four-month quarter and then two three-month quarters when <sighs> it comes to filing these so the timelines Go look at the show notes. Don't listen to the podcast. We're giving really bad info here. This is this is why this, this is where libertarians are born, Chris. Yes. <laughs> the stupidity of all this. Stuff. I don't, oh my gosh. I do not know the logic behind why they did quarterly tax estimates. That's, you're, you're begging the question here, Chris. You're assuming yeah. that there's some logic behind all of this, which there probably isn't. So <laughs> let, let's take a let's take a step back and try to kind of circle this all together and and talk about why this is important. So. We, we talked about the K-1, which shows how much profit flows into your personal income. Into your personal income. <sighs> Do you see that? I yeah, got it. You I, got it. Good yeah. job. So in, in this situation where I've got $50,000 of my personal income from the business, um, I'm going to have to pay taxes on that. And say my tax bill for this year is, let's just say it's $10,000. Okay. Um, that $10,000 is what I have to pay. So the first year you realize a profit, the IRS is going to look at that and said, hey, you paid $10,000 in taxes this year. Next year, I want you to set that profit or that tax amount aside so that you don't end up a year down the road with a $10,000 tax bill that you can't pay. Right. And so that's what those quarterly estimates are is I'm, I'm simplifying this. You, you paid $10,000 in taxes this year. So roughly at each one of those quarterly due dates, you're going to need to pay $2,500 each time to make that $10,000 throughout the year so that you've, that's, that's the equivalent of the withholding that you had in your paycheck when you were an employee. Got it. So that's Except what we're for talking you about. You have to proactively do it. Mm. Somebody's not doing it for you. Okay. You've got to do it yourself. Fun. Yeah. And, and you can kind of, you, you know, depending on how disciplined you are with money, you can kind of play around with that just a little bit. Like say you had a really good first quarter. Um, and, and so maybe you pay a little bit extra, you had a really bad second quarter. So maybe you don't pay any, or you pay a little bit less. You just want to make sure that you're withholding enough to pay. And, and you, if you don't do it right, you'll get penalized and you get, you have to pay the IRS a penalty. And, and again, talk to your CPA, but basically how it works 
and there's some exceptions to this. If you um, withhold 100% of what your tax bill was last year, so if, if at the end of the year you've withhold a full $10,000, which is what you paid in taxes last year, you're not going to be penalized. If you're going, if you have a, if you're in a higher income bracket, like I think $75,000, if you're filing single, $150,000, if you're filing jointly, if you're that higher, higher, then it has to be like 110% of Mm. what you paid last year. And as long as you do that, you're not going to get penalized. Okay. But if you don't meet those metrics, you can get penalized. So that's where you, you want to make sure you're talking to your CPA. And and even worse than getting penalized is being short on your tax bill and not having the money to pay it and being in debt to the IRS. That's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> See, I was just going to ask about that. What what happens in that case? Has this ever happened to you, Chris? No, I have never missed a tax payment. <laughs> That's good. And and I, I want to keep it that way. So what what if somebody does? What if, uh, okay, so I started my trucking business, uh, you know, eight months ago, I've been going, ah, oh, things are going okay, but I haven't been saving up enough in my tax savings account or, you know, whatever I'm going to pay it out of. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nasty. That's where the IRS gets nasty. That's where you hear the yeah. horror stories about the IRS. And they'll they'll put liens on you, tax liens, which mm. are uh, federal tax liens, a terrible thing. We deal with those uh, uh, on a fairly regular basis at iThrive Funding, my factoring company, um, with clients that apply for our services. And then you know, we go in and we see that they've got a tax lien. I mean, those are just things we can't work around. Yeah. They, they've They've got to get paid. And uh, you'd be surprised how often we see it. Oh, I, uh, I mean, when I worked in banking, I, I used to work in the, you know, the, the bank storefront kind of thing, yeah. right? And I can't tell you how many liens I had to put on personal accounts, and it's painful. It's yeah, not, it's, it's not it, nice to do. No, it's not nice to experience. That. Yeah. So, B again, we talk a lot about saving for, um, you know, engine blowouts or other big repairs for your trucks. You need to make sure you're setting aside money for taxes. All right. Well, Chris, that's a pretty good rundown. I I feel like uh, we've covered quite a bit of ground here. Is there anything else that we need to go over before we uh, wrap up this particular topic? Get professional advice. (laughs) We're not tax professionals. How many times have we said that now? Have we said it enough? No, not The attorney's going to be happy with this episode with all the disclaimers we've done. It's, um, if, all of the other times throughout the show, through 94 episodes, all the times that you've said, you know, save your money, you, uh, keep track of your books, whatever, you know, those, those things that you're always saying every episode, we need to say, go see a tax professional that many times in this one episode. Oh man, that is so, hurt. Yeah. Well, That'd be like a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> so, so yes, please go see a tax professional. Um, so as we wrap this up, I think we do have an impact tip. I looked ahead, Chris. I cheated. I looked at the impact tip, and uh, I'm interested to see what you'll do this with this one. So what's our impact tip today? Start working on your taxes early. <laughs> okay. I feel like we've talked about this. We have, yeah. So we're staying right with the subject. All right. Start working on your taxes early. And to me, that early means I I think, because the, the problem is, is you can't, it, It's it's not a good idea. And I don't feel like it's professional or, or fair to your accountant to go to your accountant the day before taxes are due and say, mm-hmm. Hey, here's all my stuff. Well, and my taxes. And they're almost certainly going to say no. no. Yeah. <laughs> go so home, do your own taxes. Talk Get on to your, TurboTax. Yeah. Talk to your accountant, but you should have that information to them a month before it, it's due. Right. And that should give them enough time to get everything done so that it's all done on the due date. 
Okay. All right. Fair enough. And also, if your neighbor is an accountant, do not talk to them from approximately March 15th to April 15th, probably well, February 15th. I, I would say don't talk to them from about the end of January until <laughs> April 15th, April 16th. You can talk to them on April 16th. On April 16th, yeah, then you... They'll probably throw... be asleep. You won't be able to wake them up, <laughs> but you can at least try at that point. It's uh, it's one of those that, you know, it's... Uh, a bit like school teachers, right? People like to make fun of school teachers for working nine months out of the year, right? Yeah. Uh, tax. I feel like tax accountants, they earn a year's worth of pay in about two or three months of work. Yeah. I could, uh, I I mean, be an I'm, account, I'm joking, tax accountant but, for that. Yeah. yeah. They they work hard in that three-month period. Ugh. It's it's brutal. Sounds awful, yeah. honestly. Okay. Well, Chris, uh, thanks for the good rundown on this one. And I, I hope this was oop, I hope this was helpful to everybody. Uh, like you said, go back and listen to it twice. If you feel like there were some terms, there were some form names that you want to stay refreshed on, uh, this would be a good one to hit up twice. Um, other than that, please go to hollandassetsllc.com where we will have not just the full show notes, uh, for the things we went over today, but links to a lot of those things, the forms, the, uh, probably link where to file an extension and that sort of thing. That'll be at hollandassetsllc.com. Uh, please leave a review. Uh, based on other more interesting, exciting episodes, uh, give us five stars. Uh, or five stars based on this one. I don't know. I don't, how did we do, Chris? Yeah, I, I think we did pretty well. But yeah, yeah the more reviews, the better. We <laughs> appreciate right. that. So uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening, for watching on YouTube. And uh, we will see you all in two weeks. We'll see you then.